Hey, Hada, what's happening in Melee? There has been another big event that happened this past weekend. Double Down was this past weekend. I was so wrong about Zayn winning, but that's that's only one of many crazy things that happened this weekend for Melee specifically. But Hada, first of all, how are you doing? Dude, I'm great. Um, we said it in the in the pre-recording, but um, in my own personal life, might be fostering to adopting a dog. Um, beautiful little pupper. Uh, he's a collie mix his current name is mac or little mac short for macaroni but i really want to name him barry because he looks like a berry he's cute um (laughs) but yeah he's a collie mix we think it's might be a beagle might be um was king charles cavalier like something or other i'll I'll, if i don't want to get too excited but I'll, i'll tweet some pictures like if the adoption happens just check out my twitter i will be posting pictures non-stop but um you know work's good working out's good volleyball's good life's good and god we had some great melee some great storylines that happened this past weekend dude you last time we were recording it felt like you were talking to me about playing volleyball five nights a week or something crazy like that i just i admire and respect the dedication i admire the heck out of that so good for you but we did have double down happen in las vegas this was melee's triumphant return to las vegas and not without not without drama first of all had some dqs I, I don't know how far into the process wizzy officially said yeah it's not happening but wizzy didn't show up and then mango's there and then gets food poisoning to some degree or is getting sick or that kind of thing actually i think it was just food poisoning now that i'm remembering back in my twitter timeline have to go back a few days and a lot happens so all that to say mango's not competing either so that leaves the field open for zane and ibdw in particular but also you had people like amsa you had people like s2j or other surprise top eight uh, appearances such as slug to get into this top eight for double down and we can actually talk about we oh and of course shout us to fiction as well but we just mm. need to talk about slug for a second after making it into top eight and getting a bit of a cruise through because of the whole hungry box thing which we will also get into slug is now looking at zane in losers and everyone's going well how did zane get there and we can talk about that as well hada i'll let you lean into this topic of zane versus slug if you want to or you can take it after whichever do you want to take zane slug now or do you want me to finish it yeah, off and then you take I would, uh, I would love to talk about zane slug and honestly it was like chad is saying it was the set of the tournament it was the the peak of what non-wobbling ices is and that's slugs ice climbers versus the de facto best player in the world and marth you know has a decent matchup spread against ices it's not free it's not free either way it's definitely a competitive matchup definitely marth favored you know has a big old sword he can stick in the way of icy so they can't get a grab on him and slug with just masterful movement great uh side platform and top platform sharking and you know, got those bread and butter handoff because there wasn't any like super insane, like zero to death situations. He did get a couple low percent kills off the ledge, you know, sniping out a double jump with a wave land off back air, stuff like that. Like it was an amazing, amazing set. And um, if you haven't seen it, guys, please go ahead and check it out. I believe it's on the VGBC VODs. Um, but it's, it was what it was. Um, it was the mid tier event. It really was. It, it was the Yoshi story and it was the ice climbers story. And of course, you know, the ice, the um, 
I think this, I think I said it in our pre-show, but I think that the, if there was going to be a time for Amsa to do it, it was going to be this one. And if it it could not have been closer with the exception of sending it to set two, but I think, you know, if that set played out, you know, two or three more times, you know, I think Amsa could take it, you know, I think the better part of those times, I think Cody played very well, very consistent, very akin to how he usually plays a lot of the other, like kind of, uh, mid-tier or slightly more unknown matchup. Cody's just a very, very solid, fundamental player. And Amsa is just really pushing the boundaries of what it means to be the, the top representation of Yoshi. And so we really were blessed to see Yoshi and Ice Climbers get shown to their highest capacity at this event. So the whole reason why Zane is in losers to play against Slug is because Amsa starts out in winner's finals against Zane and 3-1 Zane. After Zane gets the FD game, it's 3-1 and such a big surprise. I think we all had this idea. Amsa pushes all of the players on the field to their limit, but the challenge is putting it all together at once, right? The challenge is having to make it through players like Zane and IBW and Hungrybox or whoever comes across all in one bracket or players like Lod and Leffen and, and so on and so on. And so without a player like Hungrybox as well as Zane, as well as IBW, you're exactly right. The thought was, Amsa's in grand finals, is in losers, but if you reset bracket, anything can happen. And Amsa described it on Twitter as if he missed a, a wave shine up smash in kind of input, just missed something that was normally, that is normally a little bit more of, I don't want to call it basic because wave shine up smash is not something that I can do with any consistency, but for the, for the top melee player, being able to do your bread and butter stuff, especially for edge guards where you have, you have IBDW off stage on game five, last stock, last hit, you have IBDW off stage and it's that micro moment in melee where you go if i get this edge guard we're resetting bracket and i have the momentum so it was a missed input sd the anti-pop-off meta continues by the way because Uh, because ibdw is not allowed to celebrate a lot and this is a big win for ibdw it's a big win because it gives him a second big event that he won and this was this was his open first bracket, open yeah. bracket win since Reptide of last year. And so that means a lot as well. It's obviously prestigious as heck to get the summit wins, but ultimately they are invitationals. And for IBDW to say, throw the field against me, whoever that may be, and I can beat any any of them that come across me in bracket. So shout outs to IBDW for playing very well throughout the throughout the whole weekend and then hanging in there against Samsa and it's so funny how it's the first person to make that fatal mistake actually turned out to be Amsa in game one as well. The same thing sort of situation, not that it was last stock last hit in game one, but what happened in game one is that Amsa SD'd early and then it ended up being a one stock victory in favor of IBDW. And you go, well, if Amsa still had that stock from the beginning, things could have looked different. It's all that kind of stuff that you look back on and say, Oh, you're so close. But to shout out slugs run one more time, I'm so I, I'm so tickled pink that a player who has not been to a lot of these majors this year, uh, I think went to Genesis and had a little bit of a disappointing performance there or or missed out on top eight. And maybe that's the way that most people would have expected it. But for Slug to all of a sudden come back for this event for double down to be able to beat Zane in a game five, sort of a last stock eh, kind of last hit situation, kind of. I mean, th- 
Slug was up in percent, but shout out to Brentos Fresh in chat. Brentos, are we going to see a PG Stats video written by Brentos about that set? I hope so. No, no pressure on your schedule though or anything. But still, get it. This was it was really it cool to see. It, it was really cool to see Slug <laughs> say dominantly and emphatically, "Ice climbers can still hang." At this level, it's not to say that players like Fiction can't come through and immediately stomp <laughs> Slug the set after. Shout out yeah. to Fiction, finishing third at this event. It's not like that's not possible, but oh, it looked brutal after after Slug pulls it out against Zane and everybody's going, oh, Slug could go all the way. It's like, yeah, well, no, Fiction could just laser, laser <laughs> shine <laughs> and just totally invalidate Ice Climbers. And without wobbling, it's a whole thing. And I have a question for you, Hada. What if we had only wobbling on the last stock of each game? It was like, it's like a rest mechanic. I am the person, as you know, who loves suggesting ideas like this. And I kind of want to see a tournament someday. Maybe I'll run it. I don't care. Where Pokey Floats is legal, that sort of thing. Shout outs to legs. But also, wobbling legal for last stock only. I mean... I, I want to give credit where credit's due. First off, just to preface, Fiction had an insane run. Yes. Fiction dropped into Losers and then ran through Smash Daddy, one of the best, like, probably the most underrated bucks right now. I think Smash Daddy's insane. Yes. Smash Daddy's so, so good. Beats Magi in the Falco Ditto. Proceeds to client crawl through SUJ. Moves on to Annihilate Slug. Takes it finally loses to AMSA in losers finals and like that's just so much just like high octane more than anything it's just like so you have um let's see it's uh falco fox for fiction uh falco wins falco ditto's magi plays falco falcon in one of s2j's best matchups um wins it with the falco switches to uh, did they switch to I think the the overlay is wrong, but it says he played Fox against Slug, and I don't think that's right. No, I don't think that's right either. I saw the Falco. Oh, they, no, they fixed it. They fixed it. They fixed it. Oh, okay. So Earlier today, it was a Fox, so they they switched it to Falco. No, it still it still is a Fox. It says Fiction played Fox on the overlay, but well, on those um, FD games, I was seeing Falco. There might have been a game that I might have. I definitely didn't watch the set from point beginning to point end thoroughly. So maybe in the first game or two, there was a Fox, but. Finished off the set with Falco on FD. Yeah. yeah, so it looks like it was Falco's Ices and then won that and then finally lost it to Omsa. And prior to Wobbling being banned, Fiction was the most vocal that Ices are an awful character. They're so abusable. He was he had solved the matchup. No Ices could touch him. And then he got absolutely blown up by Bananas at Big House. Absolutely blown up. Like, he had got two stop come back on by Bananas Sopo on Pokemon Stadium. I was in the crowd for that. It was insane. It was absolutely nuts. It was bananas, for lack of a better term. <laughs> and so uh -huh. it's cool to see for me that Fiction still has that level of dominance. And from what I've heard, I haven't seen the full set, that Fiction kind of made Slug look a little silly. Like he definitely abused the matchup. Which yes. is, you know, lasers, AC back air, full hopping away, not letting him get grabbed. It's a uh, Falco can really shut down ice climbers. And with, you know, the theory, the theory that, you know, wobbling could be turned back on wobbly has like 
a 100% cap condition. Like you can only wobble to one, 100, 115, whatever. I, I used to propose that you should be able to wobble to 110%. That way, ICs can wobble and kill Peach, Samus, and Puff. But they have to, depending on the stage position, they have to edge guard Spaceys and Falcon, mm. and sometimes Marth. Um, and it's just like, I, I thought that was a good solution, but I guess not, you know, obviously wobbling ban. But Slug, proving to the greater fan of the universe that he really don't need it. I think Ices are a very underexplored character. I think their base kit with their movements, with their high quality of movement, you know, very low traction, great wave dash lane. Um, honestly, a really good dash dance mix up out of wave dash. And then, of course, you know, desync mechanics, grab grab follow-ups, handoffs, um, platform tech chases, ledge trap mechanics. You know, Slug um, shows off a lot of these great things from Ice Climbers, but it takes a lot. It's a lot of learning, and I think it really pushes the technical barrier that a lot of, you know, players don't really see. You know, you know, you know Fox, you know, push lots of buttons, blip, blip, shine, shine, kick, kick, whatever. Um, you know, Peach, sub, float this, hyper, float that, whatever. But I think Ice Climbers and I think Yoshi specifically, these are characters that are so underexplored, so underutilized, so underlabbed, that have such a high technical technical barrier that when you push them to their theoretical limits, they can re they can reach out with the best of the best. And Amsa saying it on Twitter earlier that you know he missed his wave shine up smash. You know that was the the invincibility refresh egg toss onto the stage to bounce IBDW back. The egg did hit. The egg did hit, and that was the important part, but he missed his ledge dash after the fence refresh into ledge dash that would have given him the cross-up double jump cancel in there to kill him and reset the bracket. So in Yoshi terminology, that is the wave shine up smash. Like he just didn't get his invincibility refresh, and he couldn't get on and get his cross-up double jump cancel in there. And it broke my heart because I saw the egg hit, and I'm like, oh, it's over. I saw him. I didn't even – I just assumed Omsa would hit that invincibility refresh, ledge dash on, it was over. I was like, I was waiting for that egg. If the egg hits, it's over. It's it's set two. And I'm like, oh, the egg mit the egg hits. Okay, set two. Oh no, where's that dinosaur going? <laughs> so it's a definitely a heartbreaking end for Alms's run, but it was such an exciting time to be a melee fan, man. It was so cool to see deep runs from players like Fiction, who, you know, very outspoken on Twitter, very outspoken about their skills and their intellectual capabilities of dissecting melee of understanding the deep complexities of what it means to play not just melee neutral game but tournament quality melee competitive melee and then seeing ICs and yoshi getting pushed to their theoretical limits and of course a player who has shown that consistency and solid fundamental practice above all in ibew the the work pays off ibew cody works so hard man He's always grinding high-level games. He's always working on tech, so he's always doing solo practice, doing his analysis, doing coaching, giving back to the community, streaming all the time. He's a workhorse, man. And at the end of the day, the workhorse will get to the finish line eventually and will eventually cross before everybody else. So they're just going out, to outlive everybody. And Cody's that player that's just going to outlive everybody. So we were talking about this last week where we were saying – all these tournaments being back to back to back is super exciting, but also health, very important to continue to be aware of the fact that there's still a pandemic type thing going on and we want to be as safe as we can. Want to continue to do mass protocols, all that fun stuff. And yet 
and yet we had we had uh, some more uh, shenanigans with that this weekend. The best way for me to describe it is just to, just to say what happened. As far as I can tell, because I wasn't there, Hungrybox got very, very sick, took a COVID test, like a rapid home COVID test, turned negative and said, well, I'll just keep pushing through then, but was having such a hard time breathing comfortably i guess because of vomiting blood said i can't really breathe well in this mask i'll just go no mask and is in the venue and in the venue for at least a couple of hours before saying you know what i'll do the right thing i will leave and everyone in twitter saying but 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 you you shouldn't have ever come in in the first place why is vgvc letting you in why are you going in why are you going in without a mask so those those are the facts but hada please if you could break this down a little bit more for us uh, from a an ex health department employee and also a Smash player, I'm not gonna lie. I was embarrassed. I was, um, I was smacking my head. Like I was like, I'm just gonna say like, how selfish can you be, man? It's like regardless if it's COVID or not, if you are that level of sick that you are coughing, vomiting up blood and you're like, oh no, I can't breathe because I'm vomiting up blood. And me, Florida man, isn't going to wear a mask. And I'm like, obviously like the meme of like, yo, Hbox keeps his mask on challenge sort of thing, you know, yes. Twitch chat. And yep. it was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, ha ha, you know, Florida guy, you know, Florida doesn't care about public health. Florida was the first person to, was the first state to drop mask mandates and, at home and they've always had the worst COVID numbers and Hbox clearly didn't take any of it seriously and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I'm not going to be the one to judge a person's character, but like what's frustrating to me is that he's an intelligent human being. He is extraordinarily intelligent and he should know better than 99% of people in the smash community, just because he has a thick old brain between his ears that all those nerds in lab coats know what they're talking about. That if you're sick, if you are contagious, if you have a debilitating respiratory infection, there is a chance that that rapid test did not was a false positive, and you could be bringing around something that may not affect you in a deep, meaningful manner, may not affect you in a life-threatening manner. But who knows if Joe Schmo O2 Falco from Kansas is at that event, goes home to his grandmother, his grandmother gets COVID and she has a, a pre-existing medical condition because that's that's where we're at. That's that's that level of dis like of dis disconnect and miscommunication that's like, if it doesn't affect me, why should I care? And that's why a lot of people are so, oh, mask mandate this, you know, hullabaloo, public health this, social distancing that, you can't tell me where, what and what to do. My body, my choice. It's like, no, in this specific situation, and I'm trying my best not to get political. I'm trying to give it to you very black and white. I'm looking at you, viewers, listeners, chat. Wear a mask if you are sick. Stay home. Don't go to tournaments if you're sick. Get vaccinated. Get your booster shot. If you qualify for the second booster shot, get your booster shot. If your family qualifies, if your grandmother, grandfather, neighbors, schoolmates like be that person that you know 
we are so close to making that long lifestyle change where we can get back to being normal. We can go to every tournament every weekend again. We can go to all our locals. We can go to every national, regional, whatever. But we have to continue to put in the work. We have to continue to make sure that we really, really, really bury this thing. And what happens, and the only way to do that, it's not hard. If you're sick, don't go around people. We have such affordable access to high-quality masks, to at-home tests, to at-home care kits, to you can get your groceries delivered, you can get Uber Eats, you can get whatever you need delivered to your house, to your hotel room, to wherever you are. There is zero excuse to subject other people to potentially carrying around this virus anymore. We are educated. We have the material. We have the resources. Enough's enough. And yes, Hungrybox went after the fact and tweeted, it was completely unprofessional. I, you know, I'm a pillar of the community. I should know better. And I said to that, absolutely, you should have. And it's like, and you can't be like, oh, it's my job to compete when two weeks ago you're complaining about how fifth place is only making 75 bucks. Clearly, the prize pool isn't paying your rent. Your stream is paying your rent. If you're sick, stay home and tweet. Stream IRL from your phone and watch it from the hotel room and give some content to the get some content going. Like there are so many more things you could have done. And it's like, it's not like a ton of other top players didn't DQ. Like Mango DQ'd. I think Josh Man DQ'd. Wizzy wasn't there. Uh, J Mook didn't show up because he was sick. J Mook's not going to Phantom because he's sick. Zane is talking about not going to Phantom because he's sick as a result of Double Down. And we don't know what, who, what, where, and how these. You know, of course, there's a lot of people get sick at Smash tournaments. We don't know if it's COVID. We don't know what it is. What it is. But the moral of this long-winded story is, guys, it's not all about you. It's really not. Also, there's a desk cat. Hello, cat. Oh, breakfast. So, there you go. There. So, for listening to my rant, you guys got to see the cat. <laughs> That's a great reward. And I, I was paying attention anyway. I think... A really big takeaway from this is that you have to remember that you are not the only person in the room. And even if you have a hard time looking beyond yourself, you were talking about how things are, are reasonably accessible and affordable. But what I will tell you is harder to be accessible and harder to be affordable is medical care. And when hospitals are full or urgent care takes hours and hours to go through to get to get healthcare providing stuff that you need, all that kind of stuff. You need to think about, you need to think about what happens when things start to go sideways. And if you can protect yourself from that, that's what you should do. So I'll leave it at that. You covered a lot of it for us, Pata, and I really appreciate you doing that. We're, we're, we are saying Hungrybox overall, very disappointed with the behavior leading up to this. And this is what it took to get the acknowledgement of, hey, I have not been on my best mask behavior. I will be better. And we'll see how it goes at the next event that he attends. Probably not Phantom, but I don't even think we have time to talk about Phantom because we should try to squeeze in rankings here and then a couple of other odds and ends melee stuff because I think Double Down was the official end of ranking season for the first half of this year of 2022. Now that we have a full seven-ish months of results and a lot of it being more recently there was obviously the period of january to march where we hardly had anything going because we were all still at home with uh, with with avoiding omicron variant and all that stuff so more realistically it's like march to now but what i'm getting at is 
all of these melee panelists and I'm I'm so not jealous of this job have the task of parsing through all this data all the contexts all the head-to-head matchups all this stuff and and be able to name a power ranking an official true top 50 I believe they're doing for the first time since 2019 we've had the the, the path to being a good player or something the, the, something about PG stats doing something at the end of 2021 but I don't know I don't think a lot of people were putting on their Twitter bio I'm a C level player <laughs> so this is this is this is the real stuff and this is what people will sometimes put themselves and others at risk for I will, you, you get it. So th- this is, this is really important to a lot of melee players. Rankings matter a lot. So with that in mind, why don't we do one for funsies? You want to do a top five, Hada? Let's do a top five. Top five is a, it, it's, a, it's difficult, especially with the end of double down. Um, of course the, the, a lot of people are saying, you know, Zane mango tier is officially dead. And I think that's a hundred percent correct. I think just with, Zane, I don't think placing below fifth at any major, I think Zane's got to be your number one right now. Um, probably followed pretty quickly by IBUW. I think IBUW with his summit win, as well as his win at Double Down, Riptide, you know, I think outside of this ranking season, but still showed that level of consistency, that level of dominance, even against the field and not just uh, being able to win two summits. You know, the back to back, the, oh, oh man, not again. He did it again. <laughs> and um, just to quote Brandon, um, it's, it's cool to see Cody being in that top two. It's it's now the Zane Cody tier, if I'm, if I'm going to be completely Ooh. honest with you guys. Zane Cody tier. Zane Cody tier. <laughs> Zane Cody tier. Um, I think HBox getting his win at Battle of BC was huge. I think uh, HBox uh, putting himself pretty firmly in a top five level contention, I think Amsa is also definitely up there. I think Amsa, HBox, and probably JMook might be your three through five. I think JMook probably solidly in fifth behind the other two, but I think that with depending on how those head to heads go, how those matchup spreads, I think with the tournament win on its own, I think HBox might pull ahead of AMSA. So I'm thinking probably a Zane, Cody, H God, AMSA, and JMook probably is my top five. It's very hard for me to decide between AMSA and JMook because on the one hand, JMook has consistently top aided and and has finished as far as second at two different events and no lower than fifth, I think. So we're, we're talking about someone who's already shown a lot of consistency for coming onto the scene pretty pretty new to the national audience now of course again some of us knew about jmook before genesis 8 so shout outs to us for doing for that <laughs> but the point is is that it's so hard for me to decide jmook or amsa to round out top five so obviously i have zane at one IDW at two three i have hungry box four i have leffen because again battle bc four was 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 a big win for for Leffen, especially doing it so convincingly versus Zane and the rest of the field. And then for five, it was Leffen over battle. I, I thought it was. I mixed up my candidate tournaments. Hbox Gommel yes. Leffen battle of BC. Yes, 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 yes. No worries, Hada. I got you. And so it's so hard for me to decide JMook or Amsa because for not having won a big event yet this year for either of them, they're both playing very consistently and have have nice head-to-head matchups without looking it up. I mean, Amsa having at least won one set versus Leffen where that was either impossible 
or close to impossible before this year. Like the, these kind of things matter when you have to start parsing through this very carefully. So my, I'm very much taken up with JMook. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There is a soft spot in my heart for JMook right now. And even though I love AMSA as well, and I was rooting super hard for AMSA this weekend and was as heartbroken as most other people were during grand finals of Double Down, I have to, I have to put JMook at five. But maybe you could say five and 5.5 JMook AMSA, or you can switch them and I wouldn't be mad at you. But that's who I have for top five. And it'll be exciting to see not only what top five is according to the panel, the true experts shout outs to y'all and your difficult job but also how far back do we go to top 50 who who makes top 50 who makes the list and that's super exciting as well but we are just so out of time so i want to make sure that we mention that we mention first of all shout outs to Anki, number one player out of Nova Scotia and that area of Canada, Atlantic Canada. I want to, I want to keep saying words that I don't 100% feel confident saying, but out of Nova Scotia, let's go Anki signing with Conduit Gaming. And also want to give a shout out to Petra because she's always super cool to me running a Smash Sisters event at an upcoming tournament. I don't know where Kings of Holly 5 is or when it's happening, but go to at Petricide on Twitter, and you can check out all of the cool things going on there for Smash Sisters. Always love to see those events coming back for in-person events. And that rounds out me. How do, how do, we, how do we get to make sure we cover everything from your perspective and then get all us rolling? Right. I have two more things. Uh, first, shout-outs to the boy Tao. Tao, um, in uh, Practical Tass's words, everyone's favorite frame data nerd's favorite frame data nerd. Um, Tao, um, breaking the pass record on Break the Targets for Peach by saving 0.62 seconds or 37 frames, which is enormous. Enormous. Absolutely huge in the task community. So um, through the use of, um, you know, just farming RNG, getting a ton of bob poles, as well as utilizing a only really swag option, but also made this very useful in edge cancel turn up pull mechanic to um, to ma- save a ton of time. And you know, big ups to Tao, Tao for I believe from the PGH region. Of course, Inky getting sponsored. And um, finally, last two th- uh, two and a half things. Um, <laughs> R- Luigi Toilet put out a Peach Discord combo video in which I may or may not have a couple clips in. Wow, um, I definitely do. So it's a it's a cool video. It's on um, we can link it in the description below. It's a really uh, pretty swaggy video. Ryo beat notice me. Ryo beat notice me. Uh, congrats <laughs> to congrats to Dawson for being ranked number one in Philadelphia once again. Following behind him is Dimension Faye Myopia, Young Neil Wamat, God Touch Fudge, Pilingual Porkers, and Link Swinks. So pretty solid um citywide PR. So shout outs to Dawson. Shout outs to Philly. Finally, love Philly. Yeah, the Philly scene's amazing. And finally, my boy JFlex placing ninth at uh, Double Down with the Are You Not Entertained? Yes. When he took it over. <laughs> what a uh, great pop up. <laughs> yeah, it was such a good one. The hit him with the Are You Not Entertained? We love that. Um, so big ups to all chat. Um, Trey the Trash Man getting a lot of great blocks at Double Down, actually emceeing top eight. As yes. Well. Yes. So, all- all chat doing big stuff and um that's mainly it we get to we can hang out with breakfast just a little bit more um, that's about it guys so if you guys uh want to check out some more stuff um get a little baby leak here 
Um, Pelipper and I, uh, Best Peach, I believe, in the Carolinas, are going to be collaborating for a combo video. So if you guys are into Peach combo videos, oh my god, this cat is so cute. Uh, um, no, I can't get over it. Let's let's switch. <laughs> let's switch. Transition. Oh. There we go. And Full so, screen. guys, if you like... If you like combo videos, we have a cool thing coming up with uh, myself and Pelipper. And um, if you like streams, if you like Twitter content, at HeyHana, it's going to be a good time. But yeah, this is my cat. And uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with the pod this week. We'll see you all next week. Oh my gosh, this cat is so cute. Okay.